Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. Today is Friday, July 7th, joined by co-host Ryan today. How's it going, Ryan? Good. How you doing? Good, good. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to get together to put a new pod together. Um, I know we've been, been wanting to get this rookie podcast discussion going for, for a few weeks now, so that's the topic of our podcast today. Uh, Ryan and I will do a two-round Superflex rookie mock draft going back and forth, discussing some of the top 24 or so rookies in this year's class. Um, afterwards, maybe we'll discuss a few later round guys we might like a little bit or we think are worth a shot in the third and fourth rounds of drafts. Uh, but primarily, we'll focus on guys in the top two rounds today. Um, and that and that's pretty much going to be our show. Uh, I think we want to talk a little bit of news, though, before we get into that today. So we do have some free, some big name free agents out there. A couple recently caught within the last month or so that we haven't really talked about yet on the show. Uh, Delvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, of course. Um, no surprise on Cook being cut. I feel like, you know, that's been hinted at since like March. So uh, no surprise there, but he's still a free agent. And the same with Hopkins, who was cut a little bit before Cook. Both have gone on some team visits, but both still out there. So um, let's start with Delvin Cook. Um, where where do you think he ultimately ends up, Ryan? I mean, it sounds like Miami. I mean, they've been saying for a couple of weeks that's where he was. I know he's, there's been some rumors about a, a couple other different teams. Um, it seems like Miami could potentially be one of the better fits for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was a betting man i would say uh he likely goes to the dolphins it seems like they've expressed interest uh i haven't heard too many other teams actually expressing interest in him but um i would say the dolphins seem like a decent i mean they what do they have a chain over there would be the rookie that everybody loves but after that they have two older guys and mostert and uh jeff wilson Yep. So I mean, they could, they could potentially use a guy like Dalvin Cook. They're they're an up and coming, uh, not an up and coming team, I guess. They, I mean, they could be they they could be very very good depending on what happens with Tua. I mean, they looked good last year. They've got a, a mm-hmm. pretty good uh, skill set of players, for lack of a better term. So I could see him. I would expect him to go to Miami. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that makes the most sense. But there are these rumors. New England and the Jets have both been rumored a little bit. The Jets doesn't seem like a weird spot for him to go. That that makes me worry a little bit about Brees Hall. Yeah. Is Hall coming back? Yeah. Um, I mean, there haven't really been any reports that he's not, you know, healthy or not going to be ready to start the year or anything yet. But uh, that is a little concerning um, with the rumor of Cook potentially going there. There's also the rumor, I don't know if you recall during the draft, that the Jets were interested in Jamar, Jameer Gibbs in the first round too. Yes. So, uh, you know, we don't really know how true these rumors are, but I know. have to think they're just rumors, right? Like, uh, there's a chance. Yeah, I'm sure there's definitely a, a, a decent chance. That's all it is. But when you start to hear multiple rumors about adding a running back there, it does bring a little bit of concern to me. But I, I mean, not so much where it's really going to alter any expectations at this point, but, but something to keep in the back of your mind, I guess. Patriots doesn't make a lot of sense to me either, right? When Ramondre Stevenson came on, so like mm-hmm. he kind of was a back that could kind of do it all over there. It, it you I know, mean, Bill loves to have multiple running backs and have a committee. Sure, sure. 
And I guess Damian Harris left. So, I mean, yeah, I, I still think Miami's the most likely uh, spot. I, I agree. It's probably most likely, but um, to hear this we'll episode. see. I mean, th- he, this might be a scenario where he signs like mid training camp too with somebody. Maybe somebody, you know, team has an injury. It could be a team we're not sure. even thinking of or something like that. But uh, just don't go to the Buffalo Bills. Give James Cook a chance over there. Stop adding all these guys. Well, that's that, that's that's a different conversation there too with Cook and Damian Harris there now, but um, well, I mean, if he wants to play with his brother or whatever, you know. Oh, like, you mean for so Dalvin Cook already said, yeah, he doesn't want to go. Oh, he said he said he doesn't want to play with his brother. He doesn't. He wants his brother to get a chance. So yeah. Okay. So, so even I, yeah, I, so that's I, why I think last I heard he said picture. it would yeah. be it would be cool or something to play with his brother, but okay, he said he doesn't. Okay, that makes me feel better. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, at least I saw that a while back, like a month or so ago. But okay, so well, I mean, maybe if Buffalo is the only team that wants to sign him, that could, that could change. But sure. Well, I mean, and DeAndre Hopkins is retiring, right? So he's uh. <laughs> yeah, we just we just got clickbaited uh, right before we started the podcast. Uh, an article mentioned DeAndre Hopkins talks or mentions retirement. Yeah, but what he mentioned, I'm I'm looking at it right now. I'll retire from football when I'm not a 1,000 yard receiver. Yeah, like I said I was on pace for 1,400 yards last year. One significant injury in, injury in 11 years, I might be playing till I'm 37. The way I feel. Yeah, so that's a clickbait article if I've yeah. ever seen one. But <laughs> um, I yeah. don't know. I have Speaking no idea. Yeah. Oh, what's that? I do you have any idea where he's going to go? Because I have not. Man, I mean, he, so he went. He visited a few teams like. The, the Titans, I think, were the first team. The Patriots. There have been talks about the Browns and the Chiefs being in the mix too. Um, I don't know, man. It could be. Nobody seems really close to signing him. Like it seems like Cook is a lot closer with Miami than Hopkins is to any of these spots right now. So he he might wait and you know wait for an injury on a team and you know kind of force himself force them to pay him a little bit more money. I don't know if that's the hold up for him right now. I would assume it is. I, I maybe, but I gotta think that Deshaun Watson's doing everything in his power to bring him to Cleveland, right? I I, I would think so. They have that relationship from Houston, yeah. I mean, they have that relationship when when like Hopkins was in his prime and Deshaun Watson was a top five, you know, fantasy football quarterback. Like he's gotta be trying to get him over here. Maybe maybe not. Maybe he's too expensive or not doesn't fit in what what the Browns want to do. But I find it hard to believe that that DeAndre Hopkins would look fantastic across from, you know, Amari Cooper um, and then whatever they're trying to do out of the slot there, I guess. But. Oh yeah. Dude. I mean, if, if the Browns get Hopkins, that would like, be awesome. I mean, like that would be, uh, how, do you, how do you not? Yeah. That'd be awesome for the Browns. Awesome for Deshaun Watson. Not so great for the Browns receivers fantasy wise, but overall, I mean, you know, as Browns fans, we'll be ecstatic, ecstatic if that happens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that would be in- absolutely insane. So, I mean, that's, that's my hope. Yeah, I mean, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, he's what, 31 years old? He's made over $100 million in his career or whatever it is. Like, why not just play for, like, the Chiefs and win a Super Bowl? You know, get get a few million a year, whatever low ball offer they can give you. And, uh, I mean, if, if I'm him, that's probably what I would do. But Maybe. I mean, that makes sense. But why? who's to say the Browns couldn't be that much closer with a, with a DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, they sure, could, they'd be closer. They'd be a but, winning I mean, team. I mean – yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. If I'm but Hopkins, I'm, that's what I—that's where my mindset would be. But 
I think you can balance that with you can go play for a contender who could pay you more maybe than what the sure yeah I mean if the, the salary is that much different yeah I get it but I I mean he's not getting twenty million a year I, like I have no idea what he's holding out for fifteen million a year but I I don't know I don't know I don't know the length of the contract he's hoping for at thirty one or what he's what right his, what his game plan is but uh man I mean I didn't double check his uh his quote but if he really was on pace for 1400 yards last year well yeah i mean he was suspended the first six games was it and then yeah they got hurt at the end of the year so i I don't know he played maybe half the season but i mean i would would love love to see that but uh maybe that might just be wishful thinking but Mm -hmm. would give us a ton to talk about if, if that happened yeah definitely so um what do you think so what do you think of the other Arizona receivers with Hopkins out of the picture? The other Arizona receivers? I mean, it's got to benefit Marquise Brown because he was doing really well before DeAndre Hopkins came back, and then it kind of yeah squashed whatever. And then who else? who's the other second guy over there? Rondale Moore? Rondale Moore, Greg Dorch. I mean, Greg Dorch had his moments last year, you know, a few yeah. moments, but he had some games. Uh, I'm not excited. Um, maybe – I mean, Rondale Moore, people have been hyping up for every single year for the past couple of years. Maybe he gets a chance to shine. I would be most excited for as a Marquise Brown owner to know, okay, he's out. Uh, we saw what he did without Hopkins. We saw what he did with Hopkins. So that I would feel much better about having yeah. Marquise Brown than anybody else probably. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, Arizona's going to be a bad team this year. I mean, Kyler's yeah. going to be out like half the year yeah, at least. Yeah. Their, their defense is decimated. You know, they they don't have much on offense anymore. I mean, it's going to be a bad team. Are they going – they're going between Colt McCoy and the rookie they drafted? Yeah. Um, He's on my team. Uh, Clayton Toon. Yeah, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. So, yeah, not a whole lot of – Yeah, fifth-round rookie. So, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's likely Colt McCoy, I would assume. But I'm going to assume uh, Trey McBride. Is gonna is gonna be a rookie's best friend over there, right? Maybe. Well, Maybe. yeah. I mean, I don't know if Clint is even gonna play, but even with Colt McCoy, I mean, Colt likes to get rid of the ball right away. So sure. he's got it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want really mu- any piece of that team right now. I guess, but not not necessarily. I mean, for this season, but James Conner. There you go. They'll feed him the rock a lot. I mean, I mean two point two yards per carry. And yeah, it might be something that ugly with their line, but they'll they'll feed him the rock. Mm-hmm. 30 carries for 64 yards yeah well he might get catches too they might be a play the double three ball. catches for yeah six <laughs> you know yeah that sounds great <laughs> very appealing um yeah so i mean those are the two big names hopkins and cook we still have other free agent running backs that have been out there since the start of free agency in zeke uh fournette and kareem hunt haven't really seen anything at all on all three of those guys like since free agency started in March. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're they're kind of just waiting to training camp to, to kind of pick their spot here. But I mean, I'm sure some team will offer them some, something, you know, in the coming weeks here. But um, hmm. I had something to bring up, but I can't remember what it was one of your didn't did Tyreek Hill get into some trouble a couple months ago no there was something a couple weeks There's ago something that popped up a couple weeks ago and I can't find anything about it so I must have 
like speed yeah i don't think it was anything or something there was some sort of questioning or um uh, man i can't remember exactly what it was but it didn't i don't think it uh turned like the salt yeah so that's what it was was accused of an alleged assault on June eighteenth. Yeah, that, that's what it was. But I think there was questioning, and there was no arrest or anything. So I, I don't know. I don't really know. I've, I didn't Are really see anything that. that you're harboring harboring a fugitive on your team. <laughs> he's cooperating, so he's not a fugitive. Oh, okay. Well, a uh, <laughs> this is not the first incident of uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you you can't. Think of when you're playing fantasy football, you, the guys <laughs> you don't let character concern. I was just, you. I was just interested in what you thought about that. It doesn't seem like anything's come up since then. I'm just looking through. Yeah, I remember it came up a couple of weeks ago, but I've done nothing. Yeah, since then, so I'm assuming it's nothing, but who knows? It looks like it might not be anything. Okay, I just yeah. Get your opinion. Yeah, on you're that. you're just looking for a way to you know shoot down guys on my team here. I, yeah, Tyree Kill, you know, just beating women every chance he gets. What a bad guy. <laughs> or maybe it's an alleged assault on a guy. I don't even. Yeah, know. Yeah, I think it was. But was it a, a fight or something? Maybe it was a. I think I think it would have been. Yeah. It popped up so quick and then it was like gone. Right. I mean, you know, when they say anything Tyree Kill, you know, assault oh. or whatever, it's gonna make headlines for sure, given his past. But. Well. I think uh, it must have been resolved. Yeah, I've seen much about it. All right, uh, you want you want to get into our mock draft here, Ryan? Yeah, we can. That's fine. Or am I am I am I picking first then? Yeah. So we'll just so uh, everybody knows, we'll do we'll do this uh, based off of a super flex league. Do you want to say tight end premium too? Yeah, since that's the league we're shifting to. We, yeah. We yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll base this off a of super flex tight end premium league uh for suit for mock draft here of rookies. Uh we'll go two rounds deep and we'll kind of just discuss these players as we draft them a little bit. And uh then yeah, we'll have some honorable mentions uh after we conclude that. So yeah, um, Ryan, go ahead and you can go first. Uh I mean, I guess as much as I would like to make a pick. Uh, for a specific player, I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson as my 1.01. Um, I think he's the the best prospect we've seen in in years at, at his p- specific position. Uh, even in a two quarterback league or super flex like we just described, uh, I think he's probably a surefire can't miss type guy there. Um, and I. Th- think he's just a, a an elite playmaker who uh Atlanta is going to use every chance they get. So I would think he's by the, like far 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 and away the not one the one point on one. Uh maybe you could make an argument for, for some of the quarterbacks in a super flex, but I yeah. think he's the one point on one in, in a super flex. So that's exactly why I wanted you to go first because I wanted to give you that hard choice to see what uh, you would do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta go with this. I think uh, what makes him is I think he's just a safer one point oh one, right? Than the than any really any hundred percent safer, yes. Yeah, and I think he's still got that that ceiling that you. Yeah, expect. well, yeah, I take that back. I don't know if it's one hundred percent safer, but it's more likely to be safer. I think it's way safer than some of the. It, yeah. it is a lot safer. Yeah, I get that. Just but the position itself, I think, is. 
Well, the running back longevity, though, is kind of sure. Crazy. I mean, the longevity comes into play. Um, and maybe, maybe if you're drafting there, you're taking into account where you're at in your competitiveness. But even then, I think you could right draft like him. Like if your team is gar- if your team is trash, I don't know. Like you, you have an argument there if you want to take Bijan Robinson or quarterback. Sure. I think, uh, or tra- I mean, obviously, I think trading out would be obviously the that or to, to let him have his first four weeks of blow up games or something. And tra- I mean, I yeah, I just don't. I think that's got to be the the pick there. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I would take, I would take him. First, but I don't disagree with I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, he, I think he should be the one one, regardless, super flex or not. Um, you know, I mean, Atlanta's talking about wanting to move him all over the formation to get him in there as a receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe have him on the field at the same time as like Tyler Algier or Cordero Patterson yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you know he's going to be what we think. So. You know, best prospect at running back since what Saquon? Probably, yeah. So I think he'll meet expectations for sure. Um, you know, there's no like prior health concerns really with him either. So pretty safe pick. No, really, nothing that I've seen health wise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what who do you have at one point? Well, I'll, I'll take your boy Tony Anthony That's Richardson. Kind of okay. Yeah, he's my QB one. Um, and yeah, easily my one hundred two. Uh, in any um, super flex format. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I, th- I think I kind of dialed back on the safety piece a little bit when you mentioned that on Bijan, because I think the rushing floor is kind of a, a safety net for Richardson too. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's not going to shock anybody if he rushes for a thousand yards this year as a rookie at no. the position. So um, I, I, I agree. So yeah, I, I think it might be a struggle the first first season, maybe the first half of the year, you know, for Richardson. And that's, you know, not too surprising because he's not a finished product by any means. He does need to play more and then just kind of grow from there. But um, I mean, the athleticism is just elite and that's going to, you know, be the athleticism is a safety net. He'll be able to not only with rushing guards, but, you know, scramble plays and off script plays, you know, get out of the pocket, find a guy downfield with a, with his arm and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's unlimited potential for him. Um, but, you know, it's just, he's just got to kind of become a polished player and uh, grow from uh, mistakes that he's inevitably going to make throughout the year. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I will say uh, there's like two parts to, to, fantasy football especially dynasty fantasy football and i think that's obviously the biggest one is winning but the second one is like having fun and drafting players that are just going to be fun to watch mm-hmm. and i think he's one of those guys who you kind of what however many dynasty leagues in you're in or whatever many leagues you're in you want a piece of him because i think he's going to be exceptionally fun to watch yeah and i think that's going to be a big part of it he's going to be one of those guys who's just fun to to have on your team and watch week in and week out. And uh, maybe that adds bumps him up a little bit for right. me. Well, just how awesome and electric this guy can, can be and probably will be. And uh, you know, we'll be, it'll be fun to watch. And that's, that's part of it, right? Not just winning, but having yeah, fun. No. That, that, that's a great point. Um, that, so not that he, so this may, reminds me of uh 
Robert Griffin the third back in I think 2012 yeah. when he came into the league. Like what mm-hmm. you just said there about drafting a guy that's fun to watch. Um, that might I don't know if you were playing Dynasty back then. I, I had just started. I was like, I think I'm probably yeah Dynasty. maybe. Um, yeah, but and not not to compare RG three to to Anthony sure. as a prospect are totally totally different, you know, size wise and everything, but. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I probably reached on Robert Griffin the third in like the first round of my rookie draft that that year, just because I liked him as a prospect and you know he would be somebody fun to watch on my team. Well, his so, rookie year he was fun to watch, and he, and he was absolutely he was electric. Yeah. So and you know, Amy could never come back from those knee injuries, but yeah, I mean he was insane his rookie year to watch. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's one point oh two. Just I mean, with everything you said and the fact that. Uh, maybe well, maybe big time risk there and, and a little bit of risk, but I think the reward is could be so lucrative, you know, lucrative. And I think he's just a a guy you want to a guy you want to root for too. So mm-hmm. I think that make that's fun. So with my one point oh three, then you made that really easy for me. Then at one point oh three, I haven't had to think too much about it. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, he's the top receiver on my board. Um, I think he's he you wish he might have went somewhere that he might uh get more looks and get more uh you know usage right away he's going to be competing with the you know veterans in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf um and they also have two competent running backs over there out of the backfield but uh Jackson Smith and Jigba was pretty freaking good at Ohio State and I mean he was he was 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 really good over there when they had and I mean Ohio State at this point is just pumping out receivers uh you know with Chris Olave and um Garrett Wilson and I know there's been chatter that he could be better than both um I really like Ben Jigba um I don't know how you feel about him but he's he's kind of always been my top wide receiver so he would be my 1.03 even over even over the other two quarterbacks um I have some even with it being a super flex, I have some reservations about those other two quarterbacks. I do Jigba over both of those uh, guys, um, only because he seems like the safer option. But with still sky high potential as a wide receiver, I think he's a wide receiver one. So I, you may disagree, and you can tell me why, but I I wouldn't take either one of those guys over him. I don't think. Are you drafting with two condoms on tonight? Going with these safer options? I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer in uh, what's his name. I can't even think of his name right now. The Stroud and Bryce Young. I'm a believe. I I have more belief in Stroud than yeah. Okay. But I, I, I think uh, you know if you have patience with Njigba, I think he's gonna. He's going to surprise a lot of people. No, I there. agree. I, I like him. He's my wide receiver one. I don't think he's an elite receiver prospect by any means, but I okay. mean, I like him. I think he's, you know, probably a wide receiver too. Like, you, oh, know, you, don't, you don't think he has the potential to be a top 15 wide receiver? I think he's probably a wide receiver too, but um, potential to be a wide receiver one. I okay. think maybe like a back end okay. wide receiver one, but, um, you know, Probably, you know, that 10 to 20 range, most likely, if I had to guess. Okay. 
Um, but I do like him, but no, I, I think I would take both of the quarterbacks here over him. Okay. But I think I know I, I would definitely take both of the quarterbacks over him. Um, I just think being super flexed and these quarterbacks, you know, we're both top two picks in the draft. Sure. I think either one of those will definitely, you know, have at least, you know, the longevity given the chance, you know, two to three years of starting. So, you know, if they're not good, they're going to get every opportunity to show they're good at least. Um, and, you know, quarterbacks being as valuable as they are in Superflex League, I think that is uh, – I think they're both better picks in the spot for, for personally over Smith and Jigba. Um, but no, it's not a slight against Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's good, and I do like him. You know, it's the top five, top, top six, I'd say. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on his draft capital be, – on their draft capital being that important because I can name, like, six quarterbacks off the top of my head in the last – eight years that have went i mean you got mariota and uh i know uh, so i'm not saying that'll make portals. you got i mean you got plenty of guys carson wentz guys who Jerry i know Goff what i'm saying and what just I'm, aren't, yeah what i'm saying is they'll be given every right. opportunity to show sure. sure i feel like there's yeah and maybe you're right maybe i'm being too safe but i feel like the uh they're much more likely to bust than a guy like in Jigba. Sure, I think the bus factor, absolutely. The bus factor is higher. And maybe you're right. Maybe you got to go for... And it's weird for me to say that because I'm so high on on, on our boy Tony. Uh, But like, I don't know. Uh, Stroud and... and, and, uh, God damn it, why can't I remember? Young. Make me me a little nervous. Young more than Stroud, but... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I could see I could see the argument for either one of them going at 103. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'll kind of lead me like I agree with you. I, I like Stroud more than Young, and I think that's kind of a little contrarian compared to most uh most of the industry. I think a lot of people have Bryce Young over Stroud, but um yeah, I would I would take CJ Stroud here next in our draft. Uh I you know, the size is obviously a big concern for Bryce Young. We've discussed that before. Um, and I think CJ Stroud is the most accurate quarterback in this class too. So absolutely, yeah, the accuracy, I think, you know, is something that'll go a long way from him. Obviously the weapons around him aren't that great yet. Um, they should have a high first round pick next year. Uh, still, I think they, they have the Browns pick, but they might've traded that Browns pick. I, for, I forget what exactly they did in the draft, but they should still have a high pick next year in the draft. Um, They'll be able to add a weapon. I'm sure they'll want to add a receiver for Stroud next year at some point in the early rounds. But, um, yeah, I, I just I feel a lot safer with Stroud than Young. And, um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts there? I, I think I, kind of I, I agree with every single as I think he's just a more pro football ready quarterback. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I hate to hate on the size of a quarterback, but Young's size makes me a little. A little mm-hmm. nervous, even though I know we've seen guys come in and, and be able to do it. Um, I will say so if if three I went with in Jigba, four you went with Stroud, I'm gonna sound like a weird hypocrite who has no idea what I'm doing, but I would five is where I would take young then, right? Like now, yeah, I don't love any of the I'm not I'm I'm high on JSN, obviously, but I'm not super high on any of any of the other talent after that. I think there's a lot of it, but that would be where I take Young then at, at, at five, um, right after Stroud. I would agree with you. I have, I have them. Uh, I 
have Stroud ranked higher than Young. But uh, yeah, that'd be where I would be potentially willing to take the risk on, okay, the NFL knows what the coaching is in those front offices, know what they're doing, and, and maybe they hit with him. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know who you take at 106. Yeah. So uh, I think I'll go with Jameer Gibbs here. Um, okay. I think I think that's a pretty easy choice with that top five. Um, kind of feel like the top six is, you know, maybe a couple tiers combined, but there's a bigger drop off off the from the top six to everybody else in the yeah. class. But yeah, we take Jameer Gibbs here. I mean, obviously the Lions, you know, moved up to get him in the first. They didn't move up. They had to pick. Uh, it took him at 12, I think it was, in the first round. Um, but they're very high on him. I think they're going to use him in a lot of creative ways and get him all over the formation as well. Um, I, I think that's, yeah, basically the easy pick here after the top three quarterbacks, and then Bijan and JSN. So I'll, I will I will agree with you. I would have taken Jameer Gibbs at 106.2 then. Uh, but – I'll play devil's advocate and say he does. I'm just a little nervous that his size and with the fact that they have David Montgomery over there now is going to lead to him not getting many looks on the goal line. Uh, but maybe they like him enough. They're going to find a way to, to get him. Yeah. Him that, that's a, that, or maybe that's a fair so point, electric, yeah. it's not going to matter. Right. But right. So I, that's a very fair point on the goal line. I think David Montgomery is basically going to be what Jamal Williams was last year. Yeah, which was very lucrative, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, is he going to get 15 touchdowns like Jamal Williams did last year? I don't think so. Probably not. The Lions had guys falling down on the one-yard line left and right last year. So yeah. That's very unlikely to happen again, but I think Jamal Williams had like eight or nine one-yard touchdowns last year. I mean, he could get – I mean, if Montgomery got eight to ten. Yeah, I, mean, I think eight to ten is reasonable, and I think Montgomery – I like Montgomery as a buy – kind of a buy low or a sleeper kind of guy if you can get him at the you know a lower price um you know with maybe the Gibbs signing overshadowing him there but I I do like Montgomery at his cost for sure um but I I think they're gonna get Gibbs the ball you know in the passing game a lot and you know they'll find other creative ways and kind of manufacture some touches to him I think so uh he's not gonna be an overall you know 20 touch a game guy but I feel like uh, you know, he's kind of electric, like you said, and he'll be very efficient in the offense and be able to put up some fantasy numbers on, you know, 10 to 15 touches a game. Yeah, that, that I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so this is where I feel like it gets interesting and where you're probably going to disagree with me, but I'm going to make this pick anyways. Um, so with what the top three quarterbacks seem taken off the board, Mm-hmm. Easily top two running backs and top wide receiver. So I'm going to be inclined to go wide receiver here. Uh, and I like big. Oh, I knew this was coming. Wide receivers. So I'm going to take Quentin Johnson here uh, over potentially Jordan Addison. I don't think Zay Flowers is really in the conversation. Um, I mean, I guess maybe with a, a uh, tight end premium, but even then. Uh, for me, it's Quentin Johnson over Jordan Anderson in the 107. Um, I think, uh, again, we disagree on the talent, maybe, level of uh, of Justin Herbert. But I do think Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. And I think being tied to Justin Herbert, who's super young, and potentially being behind two older veterans, you know, 
who don't really, I don't think they have that much time left. Maybe, maybe Keenan Allen get another year or two of high quality production. And and honestly, I don't know that, that Mike Williams will make it as long, you know, or as be as elite into his later years as Keenan Allen. So, I mean, Quentin Johnson could be taking over as early as next year uh, with mm-hmm. definitely year three being potentially like a big breakout year for him. Um, I mean, he's six, three, 210 pounds. Uh, he has the measurables of a wide receiver one. Um, you know, Jordan Addison, uh, while I think people will make an argument that him playing across from Justin Jefferson is, is great. And will take some, he's not going to be the alpha over there. Uh, Justin Jefferson's super young as well. Uh, I like the, you know, Kirk Cousins is a serviceable quarterback, but there may be some, uh, looming questions in the future i'm i'm more comfortable taking quentin Johns, johnson there and that's who i'm going to take yeah no i mean i i don't hate the pick i mean i i mean i'll t- i'll talk about addison in a minute that's who i would have taken here sure um but no i i like um i agree with you on quentin johnson you know being the guy maybe in like a year or two but this year might be a little up and down depending on the health of keenan allen and mike williams um so that's kind of kind of dictate a little bit this year, at least, you know, how much he sees the ball, but um, yeah, overall long-term he'll have a shot to be the wide receiver one for Justin Herbert. Um, and, you know, that's a good quarterback to be tied to, you know, for long-term if, if things pan out for him. So um, I don't hate the pick, but uh, with Jordan Addison, um, yes, obviously he'll be behind Justin Jefferson, but um, I feel like he's a more explosive player. Uh, more electric as, as you used earlier for, for Gibbs, but um, I, I like the situation he's in the Minnesota offense there. Uh, I, I think he'll step in and probably be the wide receiver too early on this season. I mean, KJ Osborne's a solid slot guy, but I think Addison, they'll use him in the slot a little bit and they can use him outside. Um, you know, th- things that have looked good for him in, in the mini camps already and the, I, I just think Minnesota or Addison is a good fit in Minnesota. And, um, you know, we, we've seen these other guys go in where they're clearly behind an alpha receiver, but um, they're still like, you know, a top 15, top 20 receiver, like, you know, like Devonta Smith, and T Higgins. So. Yeah. I think it surprised me if it's a similar situation like that for Addison. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's close. Um, I think maybe it's more down to preference at this point or patience or what you expect, you know, whether it's in the immediate looking for immediate returns or, or future. Um, Jordan Addison may be the little bit more electric, a little more, more of talent, more of a talented player. I, I, my strategy just tends to be to shoot for, for wide receiver one upside guys who are going to, and, and Quentin Johnson is big and fast. And, and maybe that's my, that's my downfall, but, uh, yeah, I would agree with with Addison. So that would be what the one hundred eight with yeah, Addison at one hundred eight. Yeah. So this is where it gets hard for me at one hundred nine. Um, I might go. I'm probably gonna pick my tight end one. Although there's probably a lot of, lot of uh because I'm not really thrilled with any of the other players, but uh, I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid at, at 109 for me, um, especially in a tight end premium uh, being tied to Josh Allen, I think is, is helpful. Um, I think he was most people's tight end ones. 
or tight end one out of out of this draft. Um, I know people have gotten really hyped on Michael Mayer or Laporta or it's just any of these other guys, you know, even like, you know, lower end guys like Shoemaker or Kraft. Like people are getting, it's a deep tight end draft, but I think mm-hmm. I would expect Kincaid to, to at least be a top three tight end out of this draft three or four years from now. And, uh, you know, 6'4", 250 guy, talented. Um, I like him over pretty much, even even without a tight end premium, uh, I do like him over a lot of the other wide receivers and running backs, uh, maybe outside of Charbonnet. But I mean, a lot of these, it, a lot of these other guys to me, even this early on, seem like they're mm-hmm. starting to dart throws. So I would go with the, the I would take the tight end one, yeah, in the premium league at this point. I don't hate it. I mean, I would definitely take him, you know, in the first later first round, Kincaid. Maybe a guy or two I take ahead, um, or at least one. But uh yeah, I mean Kincaid, I think they're gonna use him as a as a receiver in the slot a lot. And, you know, th- I think they might have uh some more two tight end sets too with him and Dawson Knox. I mean, they did extend uh, Dawson I, Knox last year. Nobody's season. afraid of Dawson Knox, though. He's You've kind of seen what Dawson Knox is. So yeah, I mean, he's more the inline tight end, and you know, Kincaid's the guy you're going to move around the formation more. But I mean, maybe they play more two tight end sets. That that could be what they do too. I mean, I mean, after Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, they don't really have that much at receivers, so that could be what they do more of this year is maybe get both tight ends out there. Yeah, I think that potentially benefits Kincaid more though. But yeah. I think they're going to have to throw the ball, like you just said. I mean, and even Gabe Davis kind of disappointed last year. Yeah. So they're, they're looking for somebody else to catch the ball. Diggs is upset over there. I'm sure he'll be back and everything will be Yeah, fine. I think that There's was a lot, a lot made out of that. That's all I see the talking heads talking about nonstop. Yeah. So uh, I maybe, maybe a tad early, but for me, that's again, maybe I'm playing it a little more safe, but I want a guy who, you know, I, I'm not ready to draft a guy like Zay Flowers. Um, you know, Kendra Miller, Sherman. I mean, well, yeah, I would have taken Safe Flowers over him. That's yeah. I just, I just don't know that I'm ready to do it. That Uh, would have been probably the only guy I would have taken over Kincaid here. I just haven't seen. Okay, I mean that's fair, but I just haven't seen Baltimore do much with their receivers. Their their incoming receivers, the drafting of their Marquise Brown kind of became good very late and then moved to another team. And really that's where you saw him flourish. I know he did yeah. all right in Baltimore. Maybe if you believe Lamar Jackson's going to be such a, just such a bigger passer. Well, yeah, I mean, I, but, I don't count on Bateman. I mean, he's, he's already injured again. and might not start. The they seem to. Yeah. Yeah. That gets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So B- Bateman's hard to trust. I mean, Odell's in his thirties now. So, I mean, he's a short-term guy there, but uh, yeah, I think Flowers is going to see the opportunity. Obviously, so I like Flowers. If you recall, he was my wide receiver too pre-draft. Then he landed. That, that, yeah, that blew my mind a little bit because he's a little undersized, in my opinion. Yeah, right. but he's he's a he's a shifty player, and he's a very good separator. Uh, you know, he can get open pretty easily, and he's one of those shifty type of guys. But You're comparing uh, him to Antonio Brown. I mean, maybe not as good, but similar style. Same size. Yeah, Same size. similar style of play, I, I would say. 
but yeah, I th- I think he's going to be good, and I think you know he's going to earn his targets this this year as a rookie, and he'll eventually be the wide receiver one there. I feel like. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming you're taking him right after Dalton Kidd game that. Yeah, I'll take him at 109 here. That makes uh, okay. I mean that. That's very fair. Uh, just kind of biased against Baltimore wide receivers. I just haven't seen one be that good in a long time. But uh, probably would have been the next receiver I would have taken for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it gets a little interesting, and I'm torn here, but I'm probably going to go Devin A-Chain. Uh, been getting a lot of hype. Uh, another guy who's potentially has the ability to be electric with the ball in his hands. Don't love that they're talking about potentially bringing Dalvin Cook. Uh, don't love that at all. But, uh, you know, decent decent draft capital. I think he's going to be given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a versatile guy. I mean, he can kind of do it all. That's I would take him over Charbonnet there. Um, but again, this this is what I'm starting nodding, not loving the picks in general, which is mm-hmm. kind of shows you that big drop off that you mentioned after like the top six or seven guys. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that would be who I'd go with after. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be between A Chain and the guy I'm gonna take, and I'll talk about him in a minute, but um I don't know. I don't think Delvin Cook going to Miami, if that happens, is going to He's really affect A-Chain that much because I feel like there are totally different types of running backs. I mean, A-Chain is a small, undersized guy, a speed guy. They're going to kind of like get him the ball in space more. And at this point, I think Delvin Cook would kind of be eating up some carries up the middle, get some work in the passing game. Right. I think they both would get some work in the passing game. But um, I, I don't think that'll affect Mingo too, or uh, A-Chain too much. Um, I feel like a chain is going to get, you know, his like 10 to 12 touches a game regardless. So uh, I, I could be wrong, but just my gut feeling on, on if cook signs there, but I do like a chain. He's explosive. Um, you know, he, he, he's obviously never going to be a bell cow running back, but, um, you know, he, he's gonna, he's going to be efficient and explosive with his limited touches that he gets being undersized. Sure. Yeah, so I kind I kind of spit out the name of the guy I was going to take by accident there, but yeah, I'm going to take Jonathan Mingo at number twelve. I knew that's who you were going to take. He's been, he's been climbing up my board, you know, steadily ever since the draft. Um, I mean, you, you like some receivers with size. He's definitely got that. Oh yeah, six two two twenty ran a four four six. Um, Carolina's wide receiver depth chart is very wide open. Um, you know, they have Adam Thielen and DJ Shark. I mean, Thielen's like 33, DJ Shark, you know, you can't count on him to be healthy for more than half the year. So I, I think Mingo's going to have every opportunity to earn the number one wide receiver spot for the Panthers. Um, you know, maybe him and Bryce Young form a good, you know, duo down the road here um, as they both progress as players this year and onward. But um, I do like Mingo a lot, you know, He's, I think he's been crawling up a lot of people's boards lately, though, too. Um, but I feel like late first round, it's probably on the, the early side, maybe a, a tad for him. But I would definitely take him over the the other guys in contention at the spot, I think. 
yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. I like more and more as he's somebody I've been reading a lot about after the draft. Uh, so he has been creeping a little bit more into my my own brain, my own fantasy brain, because I, I like him more than a lot of the wide receivers that that seem to be going in front of him, like Mims and Downs and Rice and, and, and yeah. some of these guys. Um, so, yeah, I would take him over all those guys. So I would a thousand percent agree. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got it. So I, I took him in our recent startup, our Superflex starting premium startup. I, I was looking back at where I got him again. I got him in the middle of the 12th round, which I thought was pretty good value on him, especially like I'm looking at some of the rookies that went before him. And like, there's at least 10 rookies here that we haven't even drafted yet that went before him. Yeah, in this I think he's going a little bit under the radar. I think that's a real yeah. thing when we drafted. I don't, I don't think he was getting the kind of, that was before. Yeah. The hype started it. building up on him, I think. So you might've gotten him at a decent. So, so, I mean, the next pick I'll make, I mean, I'm going to probably stick to running backs at this point and, and, and go with Zach Charbonnet. Um, big, big, big back. Um, I think he's going to be, I mean, you don't like his situation, but I think it might not be as bad as people are making it sound. Um, and, and Pete Carroll has liked to run the football. Um, uh, and he may be a one-two punch. Um, and and there's always the the chance that you know injury gives him a a, a potential starting opportunity. Um, you know, I remember when I first started playing fantasy, you you told me talent always rises to the top, mm-hmm. and to go with the talent over necessarily opportunity. And I and I think uh, there was a lot of I think people before Charbonnet went uh, uh, to Seattle. I think he was the third best running back in most on most. At least on my board, he was probably the, the third ranked running back uh, after Gibbs and uh, Bijan. So I might stick to the talent here and, and stay with Charbonnet and just and hope that uh, he flourishes to some extent over there. And uh, you know maybe they weren't they they decided they need another running back. They weren't happy with uh, what's his name over there and. Uh, decided to add to it so i i would i would take charbonnet still yeah i i agree i i agree i would have taken charbonnet too um it's not an ideal situation obviously with kenneth walker there and coming off of his 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 good rookie year but i think i'm more worried about kenneth walker at this point than i am charbonnet but based on you know their, their values at where you can you know acquire them for but I think Charbonnet does things well that Kenneth Walker does not do well. So it's a good compliment for Seattle to have both of them, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I, I think it could be frustrating having either of those guys, you know, throughout the next couple of years here, but um, they, they both will definitely have their value. And, you know, if one guy goes down, obviously the other guy's value will, will go up a lot, but in the short term, but um, I, I think he's, yeah, like you said, the talent, he's the next best talent at this point in the draft here. So I, I would have done the same thing there. Absolutely. Um, leaves me with uh, a choice of a few guys here. I think I'm going to go with Michael Mayer, though. That's who I would have went with. That's who I was getting ready to. Okay. Um, if this wasn't tight on premium, I would have waited maybe a few picks on him. But sure. um, 
he he's with the Raiders. I was going to say Oakland. <laughs> uh, he's with the Raiders. Um, he should be their tight end one pretty early on. I mean, all they really have is Austin Huber there. So um, I, he'll be the guy there. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, if he's healthy, you know, uh, you know, after Devontae Adams, he's going to be probably the second target there uh, for the Raiders. I mean, Hunter Renfro, I think he's been they've been trying to trade him and he, he didn't really perform well last year anyways, but it's probably the number two target in the past game for the Raiders. Uh, I think he's I don't think he's explosive or, you know, top five tight end potential, but I think he's a safe pick. It's like a low end tight end you know, not low end necessarily, but back half tight end one, um, you know, for the, for the future. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He would probably might tight end two, maybe even tight end one on the board uh, between him and Kincaid. Um, and I'm going to potentially stick with the tight end and say that the after him, I would take Sam Laporta in a tight end premium. Uh Sam Laporta, I think, has the potential to to be the best tight end from this class. Um, I think he's going to potentially become a big part of that system uh, with the Lions over there. They don't, I guess, it's crazy to think that they don't have to say they don't have much because they have ARSB. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jameson, what was he suspended for gambling or was he suspended for? Yes. Uh, he gambled on. A non NFL game, okay. While in the locker room, so that why that's why it was only six games because it wasn't an NFL game. So I'll be honest, like him being a rookie last year and really not playing at all and, and making poor decisions already with some of the stuff that that uh uh you just can't you can't do stuff like that. I mean, it really puts uh you know the drugs and there's plenty of stuff to, that you can't do, but that's seems to be a big one that the NFL is going to stick to, especially with all the ga- with all the sports books coming around. And mm-hmm. that makes me nervous just in general uh, for a player to be making those kind of decisions so early on in his career. Uh, we just saw the guy from the Colts. Oh, yeah, Isaiah Rogers. Bennett yeah. indefinitely. I know that's a little different. He was betting on his own game in one instance. but uh, He bet a rushing prop for one of his own <laughs> running backs on his real, team. Real, real stupid. Uh, but uh, – yeah, Sam Laporta, I like the talent there. I think he could he could very easily be the top tight end from this class. Yeah. Um, they're gonna need somebody to throw to. Um, because I don't I Jameson Williams makes me a little nervous. Obviously, they know what they have in ARSB. They got a couple running backs, but uh being a tight end premium, mm. uh, I would take Sam Laporta in that position. Yeah, I would have been between I was kind of between Mayer and Laporta too. Um, they're kind of back to back. Yeah, for yeah. me, they're very close. I mean, Laporta is going to be the starter right away, probably for Detroit. Um, and obviously, with Jameson Williams missing time early, he'll get a he'll get a shot to be more involved early on. Um, I I do like Laporta, and he he also has the Iowa tight end history going for yeah. him in recent years with Kittle and Hawkinson and Fant. So, um, yeah, I, I do like Laporta. So that, that, that's a solid pick there. Um, that I probably would have made as well. Um, uh, so that's so it's on me now. I think we're gonna go with Kendra Miller. Yep, that's what I was looking at. Yep. Um, being with down with the Saints there, I mean, might be a frustrating first year with, especially depending on the Kamara suspension and how that goes. 
Um, nothing is announced yet, but everybody is expecting some suspension for Kamara at least. And they do have Jamal, Jamal Williams down there too. So uh, touches might be tough to come by this year. Uh, I could see the Saints moving on from both Jamal Williams and or Kamara following this year, however. Um, I do like I did like Kendra Miller at TCU this past year. I, I did like him going into the draft too. Um, he, he ended up getting picked in the third round, which is probably about where that was expected. Um, but I, I think the future opportunity is definitely there for Miller. Um, if, if Kamara does have a lengthy suspension, I think he can definitely have some value with him and Jamal Williams, uh, just being the two of them in the mix this year. Um, or, or, you know, Jamal's to get hurt, him and Kamara, when Kamara's back. Or, you know, I, I think he's I think he's viable this year in a, in a two-man committee, but might need to wait a year on him before he really gets any meaningful, consistent touches. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Kendrick Miller would have been my next pick as well. Um, at this point, I'm looking for guys who are going to potentially get opportunity. Um mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, I think that it's expected to be at least be a six-game suspension for um, for Kamara. Kamara's also getting old. It yeah. They're moving on from him pretty soon. Uh, and Jamal Williams isn't – I don't know his exact age, but I don't think he's young, right? He's, I think he's 28. Yeah, so he's – I mean, for a running back, he's getting up there. It might, take, it might take a year or two, but Kendra Miller could be, you know, the young, fresh legs – rookie mm-hmm. or you know second year player next year where he starts to get a lot of hype a lot of yeah i would take him for that reason um and, and i think there's talent there too but um yeah I, I would take him for all the reasons you said um the the player i would take next after him is probably going to be marvin mims uh i think he's in i i i, I jameson come on uh I, I think he's got a lot of talent, um, but I also think he's in an interesting situation uh, to potentially get looks. Maybe not this first year, but being in Denver, um, it seems like they've wanted to trade one, if not both, Judy and Corlin Sutton at any given time for whatever reason, right? They've been talking about trading their wide receivers. Um, but uh, And he may end up playing behind one of them. But uh, at this point, I'm looking for – I know that it's a crowded wide receiver room, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, obviously Judy and Sutton. But uh, I think he's a guy who will get an opportunity two years down the line. Uh, I don't have too many other thoughts on him other than that. But Yeah, I, I will say I, there's a few guys I probably would have taken before him, but I, he does have going for him that um... – Sean Payton, when his first pick as the Broncos coach here, traded up to take uh, Marvin Mims with their first draft selection they had in this draft. So that that is the promising sign that they do like a lot. Um, Yeah, and obviously there have been rumors on Judy or Sutton getting traded for a few months now, but nothing has happened with that yet. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's a year away from happening. Who knows? It just seems like they're disappointed in those two for whatever reason. They just. Or at least I don't know if it's that or I think hard ways. Yeah, or something. yeah, I they they are. I don't know. Yeah, they're both solid. I mean, obviously we. Yeah, I don't think either one's they're not bad. Yeah, but maybe maybe something's overpaid with this newer contract and Judy's is 
Now, Judy's got this year, and then he's got his fifth-year option next yeah. year. So yeah. um, he's got a couple of years left under contract, I guess. But Yeah, I mean, we'll have to, maybe I'm a little too high on him. Uh, but that would be probably who I would take. I don't know enough about a, a couple of these other guys. I'm not a big Josh Downs guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Downs, I have further down than him, too. A little undersized for me there. But, yeah, who would you take next? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson. Okay, that's, yeah. That's uh, I think, you know, he went, what, the fourth round, I think. So he wasn't a yeah. top two or day two pick or anything. But um, this is more of an opportunity-based pick at this point. Um, you know, he it's him and Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman in the Bears' backfield. Um, you know, Herbert's look good in flashes. And same with Deontay Foreman. But uh, Roshan Johnson has, you know, been getting some hype out of, out of minicamp. And I think he's going to get an opportunity to, to be in the mix here. I mean, Foreman, it's probably just, you know, a one-year thing here in Chicago. Um, so th- there's a real, you know, decent chance here that Roshan Johnson ends up being the running back one in Chicago by the end of the year. Um, I think it will be some sort of committee, but, you know, obviously if it's a two-man committee, you can work with that more so than a three-guy committee. So, uh, you know, I think there's potential for Roshan to to, to increase his uh, – percentage of the pie here in the Chicago backfield as the year goes on. Yeah. Uh, I, that's the name I've been seeing the most uh, from the, a lot of the rookie articles I've been reading. Roshan Johnson seems to be getting talked about everywhere lately. So that makes sense to me. Um, But yeah, um, that would have been my next highest running back on my list out there. Um. And now I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on some of these guys. Um, I really don't. I'm not a fan of Downs or Rice at this point. Although Rice has some size, but I'm probably uh, where are we at like the mid second round, late. We're second at round. nineteen here. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, it being a two quarterback league, especially because I can see teams needing. I, I don't even know they'd make it this far because I think there'd be teams that would reach, but uh, I'd probably go Will Levis here. Yeah, and I, I think I would too. I think you have to. It's obviously not working out over there for Malik Willis. I think we can all agree. Uh, so I know you were high on him last year, but I just don't. I don't know. That no, I agree. I mean, Willis really showed he's not anywhere close to being an NFL quarterback. And Tannehill's got to be what 36, 37 years old at this point. Yeah. So I think it's like 33 or 30. Okay. So I think it's only a matter of time before, before Levis is going to be given an opportunity. And and I know there was some hype on him during the draft and obviously he didn't go anywhere near as high as people thought he was going to go. But being a two, being a super flex league, I think I'm going to be inclined to take, to take a quarterback here and potentially a quarterback who's kind of that next tier after those top three before it, you know, drops again into probably another tier of players. So I, I would take Will Levis. No, I agree with you. I mean, he's going to get a he's going to get a chance at some point this year, assuming the Tennessee offense struggles at some point or their records aren't that great. Which I think either one of those is pretty likely to happen. So um, he's he's going to get a shot. Uh, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be good or great, but he's going to get a shot at some point. He's a second round pick, so they're going to give him a decent leash at least to see what they have in him. Um, 
But no, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to go earlier than I would probably take him in a draft just because, of, you know, being super flex and quarterback needy teams and whatnot. But, you know, mid-second is about where I'd feel comfortable with him. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the drop-off really is what probably Hendon Hooker or uh, – Yeah, the quarterback position, yeah. Uh, like guys you're not – yeah, looking forward to taking that much. Or whatever, yeah. I think I think he, he's – got a leg up on them so especially like you said with the draft capital blown there so that would be who i would take yeah um i and 2.08 here 20 overall i'm gonna go with Jaden reed okay uh, with the packers i think he is, i know you're not gonna like what i'm about to say but you i better not say not, it i know what you're getting ready to say he's the wide receiver too for the packers i oh, think get out of here <laughs> I, I knew yeah. you would like that, but no, I, I like Jaden Reed a lot. I mean, the Packers took him in the second round. Um, you know, they, they feel highly on him too, obviously with that. I think he got drafted a little higher than people expected. So maybe that's why some people are a little turned off on him, but um, I, I, I like Jaden Reed. I like his talent. I think he's going to fit in uh, well as an outside receiver here for the, for the Packers. But um I, I definitely think uh, he's going to be the guy over dubs after Christian Watson there. Oof. But I know you don't want to hear any of that blasphemy to you. So. I mean, you need to tell Matt that in our league so he one, stops thinking Romeo Dubs is going to be the you know top five wide receiver and trades me for a reasonable price. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, it would have been between probably him or, or – Maybe uh, Jalen Hyatt for me. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm I similar size. Not that I'm not going to go with Hyatt here. That would have been my by the next wide receiver. I'm going to go with Tajay Spears. Okay. Uh, in this position, um, again, another guy who I think is going to potentially, maybe even this year, get 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 a go. Um, decent, decent. Uh, uh size for running back, I guess. Um what you what you look for more or less. Playing behind Derrick Henry, obviously, although the wheels have got to be falling off Derrick. I know you don't want to hear that. He's a unicorn, but, man. I don't know. They're falling off. And when they fall off, it's just gonna happen. Uh that man has it has been just a, an absolute beast, taking an absolute pounding. Uh he is I find it very hard to believe that Spears isn't going to get some kind of run. Um, now, you know, the offense may be, may be a little bit, uh, leave a little bit to be desired. But, you know, if, if Will Levis steps up and they got, uh, uh, what's his name, a wide receiver over there who's supposed to take a big jump this year, um, your guy from last year. Traylon Burks. Yep. Uh, that offense could be interesting. But um, I'm going to go with Tajay Spears here. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I, there's some other guys out there that I'm still just not ready to uh mm-hmm. yeah, wide receiver that are being drafted a lot higher, probably potentially. Yeah. Um, but uh I, I I'm not ready to go with a guy like Downs or Rice over him. I think Downs again, kind of a crowded wide receiver, uh just a crowded uh uh pass catcher. Um uh field over there and they have a guy who potentially is going to need some time to develop. I don't know. See downs taking off right away. Yeah. Uh, and, and same kind of with rice, except he's got obviously a really good quarterback. I think there's a lot of guys catching the ball over there. 
Uh, but yeah, that's I'll go with Spears there. Yeah. So what holds me back with Spears is the medical stuff. I mean, they they I think they said he has like no ACL in one of his knees or something. So I I think career longevity is uh, it's definitely an issue. Like he might only be good for you know two or three years in the league. Kind of reminds me of uh, the stuff we heard about JHI when he came to the league a few years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. I will say for Spears, I mean, he he's kind of competing with Hassan Haskins for that backup running back spot. But uh, I think just this week, Hassan Haskins was uh, arrested for an alleged domestic violence yes. issue. So. That might have been who I got mixed up with. What's his name for a second? Yes, uh, I did see that. Uh, that so, is- I mean, obviously that – that you know, if there's, any, if there's substance to that arrest or I don't know if it was an arrest or investigation or whatever it was, there's substance to it. Obviously, uh, he, he's going to miss some playing time. So uh, that definitely would open the door for Spears to be the RB2 in Tennessee. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would make sense to me. Um, I can almost guess who you're going to take with this next pick, but go ahead. Yes. Who, who do you think it's going to be? Uh Bigsby. Nope. Uh, I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice here. Okay. That offense, though. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're at the end of the second round. I mean, I'm going to take a chance on somebody who is going to be catching balls from Mahomes, and they don't have an established wide receiver room, really. So it's going to be uh, some wide open receiver room. So he could be he could be the wide receiver one for the Chiefs. Or he'd be the wide receiver five. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either way. So I'll go with Rice here just for that potential upside of, you know, being a starting receiver with Mahomes. Um, you know, and, and if he pans out, I mean, he, they took him what the second round. So, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get some chances. I mean, I know they took Sky Moore in the second round too. I think right last year, but yes, he had to kind of work his way up the depth chart, and I think he was kind of disappointing to the Chiefs for most of the year, but, you know, they, they got him the ball in some creative ways in the Super Bowl and some of the playoff games, but um, he, I mean, Sky Moore is going to have a chance to be the wide receiver one there, too, so. Yeah. It's just yeah, really they, ambiguous. Is Tony over there still? They, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have Tony. I mean, he's probably the most likely to be the top receiver, but, I mean, his health isn't something, he's played in, what, like 10 games in two years, so. So. It's going to be hard to rely on him, so. And then they have MVS, but he, he, he's a one-trick pony kind of thing. You know, you hope to get him a big downfield ball here and there, and that's about it. That's fair. So, yeah, uh, ambiguous receiver room. So just kind of take a lottery ticket on Rice at the end of the second round here. Is this the last pick I'm making, or are there two Yes, picks? last pick. Ooh. We'll We'll do some honorable mentions if you have other guys you like, but. Yeah, I don't really, to be quite honest. But uh, <laughs> um, hmm. this is a tough one. I'm looking at something really quick. Hmm. 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 You uh, mentioned like five other guys already in other talks, so I'm I'm assuming it'll be one of them. Yeah, I mean it's probably. Let's go with let's go with Cedric Tillman. Okay. Let's go with Cedric Tillman of Cleveland. Uh I like his size, obviously. Uh you, I'm looking at 6'3, 215. 
Uh, I knew he was a big receiver when they drafted him. But also, let's I mean, they want to be a passing offense. Uh, they have Deshaun Watson, who in theory is very recently removed from being a top five quarterback, throwing for what almost 5,000 yards. Uh, they have Amari Cooper, who's gonna be what 29 this season, maybe 30 at some point. I mean, he's on the older end. I don't know that I'm that impressed with DPJ over there. Um, and obviously, uh, what's who's who I can't even think of the rookie we drafted now because he did Jack squat, David, David Bell, who actually I had a lot of high hopes for and really thought. Might yeah. have been a diamond in the he rough. was the second round pick in a lot of leagues last year. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Tillman's going to get an opportunity. Um, I don't know much about. I really didn't know much about him when they when they drafted him. I know they drafted him over a lot of other uh, wide receivers who potentially are, are might be even go higher in this rookie draft. Um, but I'm going to go Cedric Tillman. I'm going to go okay. Cedric Tillman as a Cleveland fan and as a as a big. Uh, big uh, wide receiver fan yeah no um yeah i mean maybe a little early for me but probably a little I early don't hate the logic i mean he'll have opportunity in cleveland at some point you would think i mean cooper is getting a little older i think uh, donovan people's jones is a free agent after this year um so you know there could be opportunity it might, it might be a slow rookie year for him um sure but the no. Browns are looking for a wide receiver right they got and they're, yeah. they're, they're not, not giving as much as we want them to get Hopkins. They're not getting Hopkins. If he, uh, if, if Tillman can play, he's going to get some shots this year. So they need to find a, a wide receiver that can play and get a connection with Watson. So, so maybe it's him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm taking a dart throw at this point. There's some higher graded guys maybe out there, but fuck it. Yeah. All right. I'll wrap up the mock portion here with Luke Musgrave. Okay. That was almost who I took. Okay. Yeah. So... You like him more than Tucker Craft? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, okay. I don't really think it's that close between the two of them. There's, okay. Um, I think Musgrave is a much better prospect, and I liked him much better going into the draft, too. Um, I thought he could potentially be, you know, a top 40 pick in the draft. Um, well, and he almost was. He was taking about a 43 you overall. So You don't think it could be something like what happened with Baltimore where they uh, drafted what's his name highly and then took uh, Mark Andrews, who ended up being the – Mm-hmm. Tight. I can't why can I not think of who that was? He's not even Hayden out. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. I mean, he was drafted what two rounds before? Something like that. Hurst was like that. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I, I think Musgrave is better. I mean, okay. sure, we can we can compare it to that scenario, but I don't know. <laughs> that talent matches up to do that. But um no, I, I like Musgrave. I, I think he can, you know, obviously crap. I mean, Kraft is really his only competition for the tight end one spot there. Yeah, I don't think it was, yeah, there's something else over there. So I think he'll get the opportunity in a tight end premium league at the end of the second round. Yeah. I'd be happy with taking Luke Musgrave. That's fair. That's who I – I was playing devil's advocate a little bit. Luke Musgrave uh, was potentially who I would have taken yeah. had I decided to be a homer and take Cedric Tillman. But uh, the, the only reason I say that is I've read the, some articles and mm-hmm. and people were very high on, on Kraft over – at least give thinking that it could potentially be a similar situation to Musgrave. How much merit that has, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I just know that I drafted Mark Andrews in our as a rookie in our other league. You hate your lottery ticket. Uh, pat myself on the back for that one because somebody else drafted Hayden Hurst like a round earlier. So 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's not a that's not that's an interesting. Uh, uh, top twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a quick recap here, and then we can just quickly go over any honorable mention guys we like. Uh, so the first round goes B. John Robinson, Anthony Richardson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs. That's the top six. Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers, Devon A. Chain, Jonathan Mingo to round out the first round. Uh, then we had Zach Charbonnet, Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta, Kendra Miller, Marvin Mims, and Roshan Johnson. Top half of the second round. And then to close it out in the second round, we had Will Levis, Jaden Reed, Ty J. Spears, Rasheed Rice, Cedric Tillman, and Luke Musgrave. Uh, Ryan, any any third or fourth round guys that you like that you want to bring up? Uh, in the third and fourth round, I'm I'm drafting guys a thousand percent. Uh, because at that point the talent's all fairly. I'm drafting guys who are potentially in position of uh getting opportunity. Uh, Chase Brown is one big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I drafted him real late in our other startup dynasty. Um, I'm not sold on Joe Mixon at this point much anymore. Um. Maybe I'm even too low on him, but uh, Chase Brown has kind of your prototypical size of of a running back, a potentially a three-down guy, um, maybe get some opportunity if something were to happen to Joe Mixon or maybe even a year or two down the road. He's a guy I've been looking at. Uh, the other one I think I already mentioned uh, was Tucker Craft, uh, you know, kind of a fourth-round flyer on Tucker Craft, hoping for, uh, you know, a flip-flop of, of – tight end opportunity uh similar to what happened to Baltimore but those are those are two guys what about you uh yeah so I I like these are more fourth round guys probably but Dwayne McBride I've been taking a lot of him in the fourth round Puka Nakua is another I think I've gotten Puka Nakua in every rookie draft so far in the fourth round okay Uh, I think there's like similar to what you're saying with opportunity I think the opportunity in the Rams receiver room outside of Cooper Cup is there for for Puka Nakua um, and he's been getting some hype early on in, in these mini camps as well. Um, Tank Bigsby, I've grown on a little bit. Um, yeah, he was borderline one. second round pick for me here, but I would definitely take him with one of my next couple picks if we kept the mock draft going. Um, I think you know there's value in being the other running back with ETN because I don't necessarily think ETN's a bell cow sort of running back. Um. What about he, what about Hendon Hooker? Yeah, see, I mean, that he that's that's a straight lottery ticket, like okay, mid to late third, maybe I would I would do I'd pull the trigger there. Okay, DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson. I mean, I I would need to have at least like five rounds in my rookie draft if I'm taking him. I'm just curious because he's a Cleveland Brown, I guess. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Watson would have to get like severely hurt for long-term injury for him to have any value and he's not even you know going to be the necessarily the backup running back or quarterback so what about deuce vaughn he's a name i've heard thrown he's around. a guy so yeah he's and he's, he's interesting he's, he's interesting but he's very small what is yeah five, five, five? five a buck 80 um I think he's more of a gadget guy, though, ultimately. Yeah. So he's going to get yeah. his, like, five to seven touches that, you know, manufacture a few for him, get him long space, be a return guy probably. But okay. I don't really think there's much there fantasy-wise. Yeah, you know, you, you'll agree. roster him, sure. But, I mean, 
Are you really ever going to use him? A guy who gets the ball only a few times a game. Snoop Connor or uh, Benny Snell. Like, right? I mean, those those are guys that are borderline out of the league. <laughs> well, to me, that's what I mean. When you like, when you had him, we have a specific guy in our league who's had both those guys. Who's well, yeah, I, I mean, I think Deuce for Vaughn, years who are just don't. Just I think don't Deuce Vaughn has more value than either of those guys ever did. Well, but. right now, yeah, sure. Until he goes the same route, I guess. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if he if he's efficient and explosive, sure. Maybe if you're in a pinch, you throw him in the flex. He gets seven touches, catch you know, including a couple catches, maybe gets a touchdown, but. I, you know, I think there's, I, you know, where the other guys were like strictly pure handcuffs. I think Deuce Swan will have a role week in, week out, but it's going to be a small role. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, honestly, looking, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable seeing Chase Brown and Tucker Craft and maybe like a Hendon Hooker if you want to take a lottery mm-hmm. ticket. Up. Yeah. I definitely like Chase Brown in the third round, like you were saying. Um, or a real deep guy who's been getting some buzz and somewhat ambiguous Kansas city backfield is an Eric Prince, who was an undrafted rookie so running back for them. Um, that, that's a pure lottery ticket. Just, you know, seeing throwing it against the wall and seeing what happens there. Uh, receiver wise. There's not too many later receivers. I really like this year uh, other than Puka Nakua. Um, Any hope for Keaton Mitchell? The Baltimore running back. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> give, give me an uh, eight-round rookie draft, and I don't know if I'm taking them. Um, well, Charlie Jones is another receiver. I say I would say that I like later on too. Oh, the Cincy guy, yeah, yeah. The, the, is that? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think he. You know, maybe you're hoping long term he becomes what Tyler Boyd is currently. Sure. So that ceiling isn't huge, but. You know, that's a that's a decent, you know, guy who's in your, you know, play for your flex if that's what he turns out to be. So uh, I do like Charlie Jones a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, none of these yeah, other receivers. Not- Michael Wilson, maybe, just given that they took him in the third round and that receiver room's kind of wide open after Marquise Brown for, for Arizona, but – uh, I'm not too excited about a pick like that. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot, too much. It's not. It's not like a deeper thing where I'm excited. Yeah, like years past, but yeah, I don't see too much. Yeah, I think I think that's really it. I mean, not too much else. Rookie no. wise, to talk about right now. Uh, I think maybe right before the season, maybe. Uh, when Joe's able to join, maybe we do an updated version of this because I'm sure it's training camp uh, starts here in a few weeks and we get a few weeks into that. Some things will change. So be some hype. do an updated version at that point. We'll have to get into some, some of our uh, season predictions as well. I think we did like our, we picked our like top three uh, risers and fallers last year. We'll definitely have to get to, get to that at some point in the next month or so. And um, I mean, before we know it, I think we're about 10 Sundays away from NFL uh, yeah, football. So. Pretty close. Let's get close. Yeah, I mean, the Hall of Fame game is coming up in less than a month. The Browns are in that, I know. So, um, yeah, training camp starts in like two weeks, I think. So, I'm excited. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, All right, Ryan, you have anything else for today's show? I got nothing. All right. I think I think we've said it all for today, guys. So uh, we will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening.